The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm doing good. However, before we start this podcast, I have some new rules for us. Oh, no. Yeah. So... (laughs) Um, we had a little break, so from now on, I don't want this podcast to have any mimes, no magicians, no Barry Marlow, <laughs> no Elvis impersonators, no motivational speakers, no comedy troops, no break dancing, no gangster rap, and no animal tricks. I'm really upset because I had planned like a whole rap song that was yeah. going to happen like midway through, and now I have to cancel it. Yeah, I, I have told some ma- you. I have some calls to make now. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know the <laughs> we we think of ourselves as motivational speakers, so I kind we? of like now we can't be on our own podcast, but it's okay. We motivate everybody <laughs> to turn us off and go outside yes, to go find something else to do. Yeah, they're like, no, I don't want to. They're like, yeah, we really. I think podcast. we motivate people to like do better with their lives because they're like. <laughs> You know what I mean? They're like, do we yeah. want to end up like these two talking no. about Dawson's Creek and other no. shit? No, <laughs> uh, aside from the fact that we're also like 
old AF and talking yes. about Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I um, I actually felt very young today because I got to explain to my older coworkers what chuggy meant, and I also got mm. to explain to them bones and no bones. Mm, yes, and I just felt like the youngest person ever. <laughs> and okay. I was like, I told my coworker, I was like, go home and ask your teenage daughter about bones or no bones. I bet she knows what it is. I also I heard that like only millennials care about bones or no bones I don't you know what here's the thing I don't care because that fucking pug is so cute that I want to die its name is noodle yeah so for those who don't know and if you don't what are you doing with your life there's a dog they're doing better things than us that's That's what they're doing it's fair there's a dog named noodle and he's a pug and he's 13 years old and his owner every morning and wakes up and he goes over to noodle and noodles laying his bed and he's picks him up and he figures out is today a bones or a no bones day and what that means is when he lets go of noodle does noodle support himself and his weight on his front paws or does he flop over if he flops over it's a no bones day and that means it's okay Put your sweatpants on, relax, get under a cozy blanket, light a candle, treat yourself. But it's a bones day. You're going to be productive. You're going to get shit done. And I highly relate to this dog, Noodle. I liked it better when I thought that there was actual dog bones underneath him. Why? So you're telling me you don't have no bones days? This is a lie. Every When you have clinical depression, every day is a no bones day. (laughs) Like what do you think we what do you think we're doing here? (laughs) Are you joking? Every single day I flop over. (laughs) Every day is I mean literally, unfortunately so. (laughs) Um, Jessica, how was your vacation? It was amazing. I forgot that because we recorded yesterday. We recorded Boy Meets World yesterday, so I forgot we haven't recorded Dawson's Creek in like, oh my God, forever. Um, it's been a minute. It was amazing. I feel like there was a story I was supposed to repeat on the podcast, but yeah. I don't remember okay. what the hell it was about. Okay. It's been so well, long. okay. So you went to Seattle and you had a lovely time, right? Yes. And then you went to Portland and some weird shenanigans happened. <gasps> oh, it was the the hotel in Portland, right? That's what yeah. I was supposed to be telling. Okay. So there's this weird ass hotel. Let me tell you. If you and ever how did Portland, you find it? I found it on booking.com, which usually has like pretty good deals. And they, and here's the thing. This place had good reviews. So, cause I looked back cause I was like, was I like on something when I booked this? No, this place had good reviews. Basically it was called like the stay. Oh God. Stay. There's something stay pineapple. I don't know. Pineapples in the name. Um, And it's in Portland. It's in downtown Portland. And we thought it was very cute because all the decor was like pineapple themed. And we were like, wow, that's adorable. And it's a boutique hotel. So it is not like your average like Hilton chain. Right. So we get there and we're like, "Okay, whatever, whatever. We get up to our room and we just start noticing like a trend. And the trend is that they really want you to be naked. Um, like on the bath mat, it says get naked, um, on the, (laughs) on the, um, do not disturb sign. It's like, we're naked in here. And like, then there's like this whole card, which like I can send it to you. We can put it on our social media. There's this card that like explains that there's this system, this bed system, right? So instead of, it's called the naked experience. So they want you to sleep naked. They want you to sleep naked, but it doesn't make sense because it's like they both want you to have sex and don't want you to have sex because they want you to be naked, 
But this stay naked thing is basically like each individual gets their own duvet. So this this card that they had showed how you're supposed to make this bed in a very specific way so that you each get your own duvet cover and you're like, I guess, naked. And on this card, there was like a pineapple with like its skin torn off. Like it was the weirdest thing. Like they were, I have so many photos of like every, they had a TV on and it had all these ads and they were obsessed with like this husky puppy because it was like a dog friendly hotel. It was just the weirdest place to stay. Yeah. And we were like totally weirded out. Like people we told thought we were like at a swingers hotel. Well, I think I was the one that brought up that like <laughs> pineapples are the symbol for swingers. Yes. And like no one here. Listen, here's the thing. None of the reviews said anything about swinging. No one ever approached us about swinging. That's a little sad. Um, But I would say don't stay at this hotel. And my main reason for saying that is because we had booked a lo- and I paid extra for a balcony because we wanted a balcony. We thought that'll be nice, you know, and we saw these wonderful views. That it was like overlooking a nice like river area. No, bitch. No, I overlooked the fucking freeway in the parking lot. Like it was not great. Did it you was get not... your money back for the balcony? No, view? no. But you didn't like, ask for it. I didn't because it was like they tricked me and I was like susceptible to their trickery. Um, but anyway, we only stayed there for entranced by the pineapples. It's too many fucking pineapples, man. So don't stay there if you ever go to Portland because it's weird and you'll probably get uh, a, a shitty room that you paid extra for. And it didn't have a bath either. And like, you know what? I really wanted a bath. Yeah. And that's my story. Oh, and they had a toilet paper roll that was like wrapped up to look like a pineapple. I'm telling you, these people were obsessed with pineapples. Yeah. Yeah, never I mean, they like loved it. it. They loved it. But they it. didn't give us like a pineapple with our room. Like you feel no. like, I feel like if they're so obsessed with pineapple, like why don't we get free pineapple? That that would have come full, full circle. It would have. Although maybe you're not supposed to eat the pineapple. Like maybe that's what they're trying to tell you. Mm, I don't know. But I, I've only heard good things when you eat pineapple and then have a sexual experience. So. Oh, that's the whole thing with like it tastes good, right? Right. Yeah, so like asparagus. Um. Aside from that, how is your vacation? It was very relaxing. It was really nice. Um, now I'm back into the swing of things. It's been too long since I've podcasted specifically about Dawson's Creek. Yeah, it's so been yeah. a while because last week we had a like a special podcast, mm-hmm. our surprise. So if you didn't tune into that, we are doing a Dawson's Creek drama draft. So we drafted our teams, Team Drums with three Zs and um, Andy's Angels. Mm-hmm. And um, we have teams of five and we earn points by character actions that they could take. So if you want to check out, we like posted how you win points, how we win points um, on our social media, on Twitter, we posted it. So mm-hmm. Um, you want to know how we're doing thus far? I know I said we weren't going to go No, but until... this is the first one since we did the draft. So I would like to know how we're doing. How, how's yeah, my team so, looking? Yeah. So, um, and this is up until this episode. We started episode four. So we mm-hmm. have points from episodes four, five, and six. In episode four, um, Team Drums led the way with eight points, while Andy's Angels was at six. Ooh. Episode five... Uh, Team Drums got five points, but um, Andy's Angels drafted Joey, and in episode five, Joey got fired 
which means you got 10 points plus a couple of Jack and Jen arguments and a Joey and Rob argument. So you Ooh. got Andy's Angels got 14 points. Holy cannoli. That's amazing. Now, in this episode, um, <laughs> I decided or the commi- the commissioner decided, not me. Excuse yep, the me. The commissioner. Always the commissioner, commissioner decided that like every time somebody kisses and cries you get points because you know what like let's just be generous for points here we like lots of points i i didn't foresee that andy would also be a crying magnet um there's lots of tears that come out of andy mcphee so you gained um four points from andy's crying yes thank you andy the 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 what is it the titular character of my team yeah but andy Team drums. Um, oh, we. I have a lot of the boys that like to punch. So I got three. <laughs> I got three points this episode for Pacey punching Rob. Yes. Thank you, Pacey. And we both got two points for the Pacey and Andy kiss. Wow. Okay. Now, so what is so my only totals for who's yeah in the yeah yeah. Right so now? so I'll tell you the totals where we're at right now. So as of our three episodes, as of episode six. Um, Andy's Angels is leading with 26 points, while Team Drums is um, a little behind with 18. Not that bad, though. It's pretty even, considering. Not that bad. Now, I mean, I will have a technical question for the commissioner slash us later on in this episode (laughs) but we'll discuss yeah we'll get into it yeah so Um, that's where we're at with the draft we'll like check back in in episode 10 yeah we don't we don't want to do this every single episode we don't want to bog you guys down with our draft but just to give a little bit of updates we'll we'll update on the score and then once again our stakes is that um somebody is gonna have to buy something off of ebay yeah we i love stakes steaks both the food and the other one i personally don't eat steak i don't believe in red meat I try not to. You don't believe in me. Try not to. I don't think it exists. <laughs> um, <laughs> shall we get into Secrets and Lies? Season 3, Episode 6. Yes. Creek. I'm very excited. Yes. We're almost, yeah. and also, we are six episodes in, which means, according to, like, everybody that's been emailing us, we are almost to the point where this season is, like, going to take off. So. Like a rocket? I mean, that's what I've heard. Who knows? Oh, and before we get into the episode proper, just want to throw out a hotline. We are going to get into, again, some like not great stuff here. Um, So the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-4673. We'll give you guys a heads up when we're getting into that topic. If you want to skip ahead, totally understandable. Um, There's quite a bit of it in this episode. Um, So we will uh, we'll shout that out again when we get to that part of the episode. Um. Let's start things off. Uh, we are at the school and Jen and Dawson are just like having a little convo. Um, and she thinks that she's turning into her mom because this is going off of the whole like Miss Cape side thing. Right. Um, and she's very upset that she's been homecoming queen. She says that she's like sold her soul. But Dawson says that they think that he thinks that they voted for her because she's different, because she did the whole, you know, fishnets cheerleader thing. Yeah, and taking over the mean girl. Like, you know, she brought in a new regime into Capeside High. So I think that, I think Dawson's right. I think that they like that Jen is different. Um, Yeah. I think it's like 75-25. I think it's like 75 because she is like Rage Against the Machine and 25 because she's she's also very good looking. Come on. Yeah, very pretty. I mean, she was head cheerleader. That's like when you think of Homecoming Queen, that's kind of what you think of, head cheerleaders. So I don't know. Yep. 
Um, we get Mr. Milo back and he is introducing her to a whole heap of Cape Side High homecoming queens. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> so I died at this. The fact that any of these women are still like around to just yeah. like waste their time and, and come on and be like, Jen, we have a fucking secret handshake. And literally it's. No different than a handshake, besides <laughs> you put your pointer finger out. Ooh. Guess what? Dawson I, I did, secret now. I did appreciate, yeah, like, why does Dawson get to learn a secret handshake? I did appreciate that they really did get different ages in this group. Like, they yeah. had, like, a girl that looks like she just graduated college. They had, like, girls in, like, their 30s and 50s. Like, I thought that that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um. So they're there because uh, there's a gala that is held every year. They're like, and if we call it a gala, it's going to be even more fancy than what yes, it actually is. Yes. And and Constance Frecklings comes and she gets <laughs> outed by Mr. Milo as being the oldest living home queen, a homecoming queen. It's like, gosh, Mr. Milo, like, why do you have to be so savage? Don't out her about her age. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, like... <laughs> This whole thing, this whole storyline, and again, I love I love Jen this season. I think that's like something that I would shout from the rooftops, right? As many issues as season three has had thus far, six episodes in, I'm loving Jen. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like I've never loved her as much as I love her now, even agree. when she first came in season one. I agree. Um, and I just think this whole idea of like this gala for these homecoming queens is absolutely yeah. preposterous. I guess it's like a, like, it's a fundraiser. Like, I, I don't know. Like, this is obviously like upper crust shit like I don't totally understand what's happening here um do you think like apologies if this is like offensive but do you think like Constance Frecklings is like in the same age group as Graham's um I think that she maybe is like slightly younger because I feel like they want Graham's to seem like really old um I don't know because I feel like Constance Maybe it's just Constance has like more of a youthful energy than Graham's does, but she also does seem pretty like snooty and traditional. So, I don't so really then know. who's killing all the homecoming queens past seventy? Then, <laughs> like, why is Constance the well, oldest living homecoming queen? That maybe they got? she means like the oldest homecoming queen who actually gives a shit and wants to be around for this. Like, homecoming queens could have like moved, or they're in like I nursing guess. homes, or like I, guess. I don't know. Um, but so, yeah, Constance is like the fanciest rich person name. Constance Frickling. Yeah, she she's fancy. We get to see her house. She's rich. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then this is like kind of like insane too. So they got their insurance money. Bessie and Joey got their insurance money. Yep, finally. And they've decided with Pacey's help that they're going to make their fucking shack into a bed and breakfast. Their shack? What? They can't even get their phone working most of the Joey time. Joey doesn't even have her own bedroom. She sleeps on the couch. And what they're going to. Yeah. And not only that, but it's even stranger because they need to do renovations. Like they basically need to do an addition onto this house. And Pacey apparently got like his father's like cop buddies to do to all this do work for renovations? free now i don't i don't i don't understand is this like a thing like this is like now joey's gonna have a bed and breakfast at their house this is like insanity it doesn't really make much sense like to me 
open another restaurant. Like, I just feel like with all the drama they have in their household on a day-to-day basis and a fucking young baby, no one's going to want to stay with you on the fucking creek. Who the fuck's going to want to go there? guests can they get in at once? Is it, this bed and breakfast is literally going to be one guest? Like, no. Here, I, take Joey's boat out on the creek. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck wants to do that? This is crazy talk. I so yeah. I don't. I don't really know. This is absolutely insane. Um, but Pacey's there to help, and um, he asks what's going on. Like, what happened to her? Like, Marina job, and that's when Joey like tries to be like really vague and say like you know it was just you know something happened like Rob like went out with a girl and I tried to stop it and he fired me and he's like well who's the girl and at first she like tries to lie but Pacey can see right through and obviously it's Andy very bad liar and he's like he's obviously very upset about this like he doesn't like it um but Joey says you know it won't last like she's too smart but Pacey just kind of like walks away and doesn't really want to talk about it too much he's just like whatever makes her happy like he's feeling very defeated in all this and it is upsetting to him but apparently it's been six months so I mean if it's been six well six months since he had she had sex with the random boy at the yeah and she was in there for a few months so it mm. hasn't been that long since they mm. broke up three months i don't know i don't know i think a couple i would say i don't know like i feel like it's enough time to go on a date but whatever pacey oh no it is but i just think like he's not over her yet mm. right like he's yeah. not dating even and we saw what happened like last time he had like a break he was like immediately back on the market right mm-hmm. so like obviously he really cared about andy in a big way yes um but yes, yeah, so we're back at the Leary household and Gail is back. She's back six episodes in. And I love how three. they call it the HQ gala. Like we need to <laughs> we need to have an abbreviation for this yeah. gala. Yeah, the H and like to, to nobody's surprise, like uh, Gail was a homecoming queen herself. Of like, course. You know, that is no, that's not a surprise. What is a surprise to Gail is that Jen Lindley is an HQ and has joined the ranks of all the other HQs in Caveside. Yep. Um, and she said at the very least that this is going to be a fun party. Um, and then in Liz uh, Dawson to be her escort to the HQ gala. Yeah, and like Mitch kind of like, I don't know, is it just me or did he kind of like stomp away a bit? Like yeah, he was like, a bit stompy. Yeah, I said Mitch is a sad sack. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, what he you really want to go to the gala? Like, bring Nicole. I'm sure Nicole can get in. It's kind of infuriating how like even when they're like done, they're over, they're done with, we are still getting even the hint of like this drama, you know? Um, oh, but yeah. this is all we get during this episode, at least. I mean, okay, so it's a little like bit later, much better. Much, I mean, we, I mean, like they like look into each other's eyes. Exactly, a bit can't later. complain too that much. Bad. Yeah, um, but yeah, now we're at the cafeteria, and Andy joins Pacey and Joey, who are eating lunch, and Pacey Finally. Like, immediately bails. I know, right? We've been talking about this forever. Like, why don't they just sit together? <laughs> well, this is why. Um, yeah. Because Pacey just leaves. He's like, oh, I have French studying, and she's like, you don't take French. He's like, well, that's why I need to study. <laughs> Um, and Andy immediately knows that uh, P- that Joey told Pacey about her and Rob. Um, and Joey has to explain about Pacey helping her with the B and B. And like Joey, with like the heat, man, she was like, 
oh, well, you know, we're living paycheck to paycheck and we're like barely scraping by. So we need this B&B. And Andy obviously knows that she blames her for like getting fired. fired. Yeah, but. I just don't understand why Andy would still date Rob after he she saw the way he treated Joey. You know what I mean? Like if that's the way you treat your employees, you're probably not a great person. I don't I mean, like at this rate, like she's already making other plans for other other ideas like I don't know like I don't think that I don't know I don't I who knows what Andy's up to I like you it's there's no logic so we can't really like we can't really like justify what Andy's up to I think there's one moment in this episode where Andy feels like Andy um, or yeah, I know exactly the moment that you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, and the rest of the time, it's like, who is yeah. this character? I like, don't whereas know. people like Jen, I feel like they're shifting back in the right direction. Other characters, it just feels like, do you even know this character at all? You know, yeah. like we've seen three seasons or two seasons now, two full seasons of the show, and I feel like we know the characters better than the person who wrote some of this. Oh, stuff. absolutely. You know, I feel really bad um, in this episode for Joey because, like, there's so many times in this episode where she's just really having Andy's best interest at heart yep, and like even defending her and she wouldn't even told Pacey if Pacey was like I know you're lying to me like just tell me like yep. you know what I mean and even later on um, where she really does like like is really looking out for Andy and Andy's like you're like you know you're telling Pacey blah 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 and she's like yeah. no I'm not I'm just chilling trying yeah. to get my B&B in order <laughs> come on um so we now go to Constance's house which is like massive and fancy uh and very nice yeah Jen enters she's just like looking around she looks at all these photos and she sees this like really nice like gown being made still at first I thought the purple gown was for her like I I did too I thought that like Constance like makes the new homecoming queen a gown I wish she did I thought that would be cute at first I was like that's so nice and I thought the whole thing would be like Jen would be like, I don't want to wear this gown. It's too girly. Like, give me my fishnets. But though, but then Constance was like, don't you like this nice gown that's for me? <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah, Constance makes them every single year for herself. And she, like, <laughs> immediately, like, yells at Jen. She's like, don't slouch. Square your shoulders. Face the world. Um, and, yeah, she talks about Hank, her handy boy. Yes. Um, who we find out is actually Henry. Why does she call him Hank? Did well, he Hank ever- is a Hank is a nickname for Henry. Is it? I wasn't yep. quite sure if like he introduced himself and because like her hearing aids were like on the fritz. I feel she like she gave like, oh, your him, name is Hank. I feel like she gave him the nickname Hank, right? Like, that's just how I feel like they like we get the feeling that like because he said he's been her next door neighbor. Like he, she doesn't really have friends. Like he's been going over there since he was a kid. I get the feeling that she's just gotten to calling him Hank. I, I don't even know any Hanks. Um, Hank I don't is, know any real life Hanks. Like Hanks I know like is, television Hanks. Is Hank a good name? I feel like it's a good name. Hank is a good name. But like would you name your kid Hank or would you name it Henry and call it Hank? Um, I don't know. I like Hank. Hank's not. I feel like there's like some like people don't name their kid Hank. Like they should look into that name. But Hank is on the is on the roof hanging the twinkle lights. Yes. Um and Jen recognizes who Constance is like immediately, right? Like she pegs her right away as someone who's like very much similar to her own mother. Her her mm-hmm. mom wanted her to be a debutante 
And um, Constance is pretty offended because she is like all these other girls, all these other years have been so excited about all of this. Like they're pleased. They're pleased as punch to be here. Um, They stand up straight, comb their hair and wear brassiers like Okay, lady, just because she has curly hair doesn't mean she's a fucking mess. Comb her hair. Oh, she said comb her hair. And no, I was like, you comb hair. your hair, Constance. <laughs> <laughs> comb their hair. Okay, but again, I feel like this is a slight against women with curly hair. <laughs> I don't think so. I just think that Jen's hair She thinks it looks messy. We, uh, Jessica, we know how disheveled her hair is all the time. I mean, sometimes I thought it looked good in this scene, to be honest. I mean, at least she didn't say wash her hair because then yeah. you would have no defense. True. I never wash my hair. So can no, not you. I meant no, like I know, Jen but I just saying. never washes her hair. I, mean, I don't either. But yeah. yeah. And like, don't tell people to wear a bra, Constance. Like bras are uncomfortable. I mean, good for Jen to have them sit up exactly. high enough that she doesn't even have to. Exactly. And she's not flat chested either. No. Um, <laughs> as she says, she fills out a sweater. She did say that earlier. Yeah. yeah. So um, she runs into Hank, who falls off the roof because there's bees. And surprise, Why surprise. Why are there bees Hank, on the roof? Hank is Henry. And Henry and Jen run um, from the bees. Yeah. Bees are very scary. I hate I mean, bees. yes, but why are there bees on the roof? Uh, because, I don't know, wasp nests. I guess. It's um, terrifying. Bees are the are the worst. Uh, as Wasps are the worst. All all the bees. Well, bees are the good ones. Wasps are the bad ones. I don't know. Bees I, are like honeybees. Like, you don't want to kill them because they're pollinators. No, I want... You want to kill wasps and hornets. I want to kill all of them. One time, I was just... I was late for work. I had to catch the train, and I ran to my car in my driveway, and out of nowhere, a bee stung me. It's like, fuck you, bee. I'm late. Like, why would you sting me? I'm just trying to catch like <laughs> On a, a day where you have time. Fine. Sting me. But not today, B. I have places. It's to like be. and then like, don't they die? So it's like, was it worth yeah. it, B? I'm it pretty worth sure. It? Isn't their stinger like their penis? I don't know, Jessica. You're perverted. I, I'm OK. I'm looking this up. Is a bee's stinger its I don't, penis? That makes Isn't no that what sense. it is? It that says makes no sense. Um. Oh. Oh. Never mind. I feel like I misunderstood this. I think now you're embarrassed. When a male bee mates with the female bee, its penis, which is located internally, is everted, and it, so it's turned inside out during the process of mating. I thought it like fell off when they were done. Jessica. <laughs> I don't know where we are. Why? Anymore. I. Oh no! Never- I'm right thought about two bees doing it it says a male honeybee is a winged penis doomed to die immediately after losing his virginity exactly what after part they of the fuck, bee they movie die. did they cover this then <laughs> like jerry anyway, springer is like not jerry if, springer if you jerry know Seinfeld is like and then my penis <laughs> fell off it's like what if you know about bees let me know uh, i want to know this okay. information okay. but anyway Joey and Pacey are apparently now having to clean up the construction because the cops left. And I don't know. Pacey is being very zesty in the scene. He's like in a good mood. He wants Joey to name this new addition, the Pacey J. Witter uh, wing. What's uh, the J stand for? What's Pacey's? Oh, his middle name is James. Oh, I don't know. I just said that. Joseph. I don't know. Could be anything. There's a lot of J boy names. 
Okay. Well, you know, if do you want me, I'll look it up. I'll look it we're up. We're an expert. Then we would know. I didn't um, think I was. <laughs> and then she. It's John. John. Oh, because his dad's name is John. Should have known that. Yep. That is John. We're so stupid. It's okay. Um. Okay. Uh, blah 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 banter banter but then um joey gets a call and it's andy who is sobbing on the other end of the phone and she asks for help and then pacey and joey look at each other and they know that they have a place to go and that's to andy because they're both very good friends yep uh so trigger warning content warning for what's coming up we are going to be talking about sexual assault so if you want to dip out skip ahead feel free um, so Joey and Pacey basically end up at Rob's house and they're asking Andy what happened. She's crying. They're outside. She's like, they're all crouched down. She says they were upstairs. They were just kissing. And he like obviously was trying to push to have sex with her. And she tried to tell him to stop. And he just like wasn't listening. And she said she eventually got away. She ran away and she immediately called Joey. Um, and this is obviously like really upsetting. Pacey is like, you can see like Joshua Jackson mm-hmm. does an amazing job in this episode because you can yeah. see his reaction. And like, I feel like, I don't know if you noticed this, but on my second watch, I noticed like his nostrils flaring in anger. Really? And I was like, that is such a subtle touch of like That's someone a, who's so mad mm-hmm. um yeah i know no that happens all the time or like you see like people's jaws clench mm-hmm. or like they bite their tongue like it's just like there's such like when you actually get very angry there's like a physical reaction so yep. to do something subtle like that is very impressive um of course he wants to know where rob is because he's ready to deck the shit out of him oh yeah um and andy right away is like you don't have to do that like let's just go and he's like no like i am going to kick his fucking ass and pulverize his face so um yes so when i watched this uh scene um i thought that it already smelled sus yeah I mean, I felt like especially coming into it when I, I was told that this was not a great episode. Um, so what is it about? I guess what is it? Because I I will say that to me and I didn't exactly remember everything that happened when I watched it, but I didn't really get super fishy until like a little bit later. So like what is it that stood out for you in like this moment? I guess it's just the narrative. I mean, honestly, it's like very like meta and like uh, like Dawson's Creek edgic it's the fact that like I know that what they're trying to do is bury poor Andy alive and whatever they can do so and knowing that this episode was like I kept hearing like it was the worst episode um that it's kind of like that's how I got there now if like I came in here completely blind and like not knowing a thing that maybe I think like when I first came into this episode I was worried that somebody would get raped um we're okay saying yeah that? yeah okay it's it's a it's a thing it's yeah. a real word um and i was worried that it was actually going to be joey coming into this episode and you thought it was going to be rob based on i like, thought prior... that it was going to be rob and it was thought it was going to be um joey so i was very upset going forward but then when i saw that it was andy i just felt like i just felt like Let's what can we do to bury this poor girl even more? Yeah, it's really upsetting because Andy leaving season two is like everyone's favorite character, right? Like she was the top of our rankings. Like she was a 
shot out of a gun like from the beginning of season two like freaking launched to the top of our favorite character list and so then come into this season where there's even a question of whether or not she's lying about something as serious as sexual assault is really upsetting and like like I said when I first watched this I was like oh I didn't remember that happening like that's really upsetting and like obviously Pacey's gonna do something about it um he punches Rob and like when Rob said I didn't do anything I didn't do anything and like yeah it was the way he said it that made me be like, huh, even though, and this is not me saying like, because men say that all the time, right? Like people say that all the time. If they, even if they did it, right, they're going to deny it, of course. And we've seen, Rob is no saint. Like we have seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, Would but, Rob be like grossly bragging about it? If exactly. do do something. Right. And so you're kind of just like left wondering. Um, And so obviously Pacey yells at him. He punches him. He says if he lays another hand on Andy, he's going to nail him to a cross. Um, And then he he just leaves. He storms out. But yeah, Rob kicks him out. Get out of my house. Yeah, he's having like this huge party. And that was the other thing that was kind of weird is I was like, Rob just like chills at the party afterwards. It's possible. Again, none of this is me saying like. What's his party? I thought it was at his house. Yeah, it's his party. Right, but I'm just saying it's like weird like you leave your own party. But like, yeah. It is weird. He's like chilling, having a great time, like enjoying himself. And I mean, there are sickos who like that is what they would do after they did something as horrible as sexual yeah, assault. Yeah, like you think of like frat parties, like that's the kind of horrible right. shit that does happen. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I I I don't. It, it's not like I. The whole thing is that like I fully believe in believing women like all the time. One million percent. Yeah. So like my automatic response is always like I believe what the woman is saying. Yeah, you believe like, Andy. I, yeah. I would. In uh, If I was Joey, um, I would act like Joey would. Like I would totally believe Andy like without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And even if Rob came around to my house and started ranting, my automatic response would still be. I believe Andy. Yeah, which get is the what fuck Joey off my does. property. Who are yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially with like Rob's past, which was, you know, she literally says later in the episode, like, you know, you draw the line in the sand. Like you like flirting with me every single day, even when I tell you to stop, is not that far away from what Andy is yep. accusing you of. Yeah. So um, I'm not surprised that like it would be easy for Joey to believe what Andy is saying so of course and like Joey and Pacey are so supportive and right there for Andy and get her out of that situation yeah um but let's get into um Henry and Jen a little bit yeah they're They're, hanging out in this um this giant greenhouse I knew you would love this scene he's like beautiful naming all these Latin names for flowers yeah um she's an orchid enthusiast yes um Miss Freckling uh, which orchids are extremely hard to take care of. So it's and they're very, beautiful too. They're very like very beautiful. expensive too. Mm. And so it's very impressive that she's a lot. She's able to like breed them and keep them alive because um, I can't. I can't keep alive orchids. So Henry loves plants too. Who knew? And mm-hmm. I love how he knows like all the names, and then they they get like flirty with like plant names. Like yeah. I thought that was cute. This um, is like Henry's best episode so far. 
simply because we learn more about him other than he's obsessed with Jen and like plays football and like plays, we, yeah we actually get like background information on his childhood he's always lived next door to Constance he's and we get and because we get the way he relates to her it really fleshes him out we see him as more an empathetic character because she's has no kids no relatives like mm-hmm. he says I've always lived next door to her and I think I'm probably her best friend like she doesn't have much going on besides this gala and the orchid situation um, and so again, like we see like Jen has it, has him pegged. He, she says, stop wearing your heart on your sleeve or you're going to bleed to death. Like he is a bleeding heart. He cares about people. He's an yeah. empath. He's a, um, he's a real sweetie. This kid, like he, is. he, when he finds the right person for him, like, I mean, the girl is going to be so lucky. Yeah. A real, a real sweetheart. Um, yeah. and he, you know, he tells her that like, Miss Freckling was really looking forward to meeting Jen and like it's basically like what she lives for and I feel like that makes Jen like soften up a little and be like okay like I feel bad like this is like literally what she looks forward to and I come in being all sour um so I feel like that that changes her mind a little bit um we get Andy um Pacey and Joey are back at the at Joey's house and Joey's trying to convince Andy to go to the police station and file a police report about this. And Andy doesn't want to. She's like, yeah. well, actually, he didn't really do anything. Like, we never really got that far. I stopped him before he did. Um, and Joey's like, well, then please stay with me tonight because I don't want you to be alone. Amazing, supportive, fantastic Joey. Spectacular. Yep. Love to see it. Andy's like, no, like, I don't want to. And then Pacey's like, I can take care of this because of course Pacey will take care of this. Because he's yeah because he also I think that Henry is more of an empath but Pacey's like that too. He wants to take care of people. Yeah. He wants people to feel love and supported. I think that if Pacey grew up in a supportive loving household like Henry is I'm assuming we don't know Henry's household mm-hmm. situation then I think that Pacey would be like as mushy as yeah, Henry I is. could see it. I could see it because he's a little bit more jaded than Henry yeah, rough is. Rough around the edges. He has yep. like, you know, he's like a hard home life. Yeah. And so he offers to take care of it. And I think this is kind of the first moment in the episode where we're supposed to start getting a little bit suspicious. Again, this is all very icky to me, but we're supposed to start getting a little suspicious because immediately she, when PC offers to help, she's like, oh, yes, great. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little weird. Um, especially can like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to try to judge anybody. It's just like strange how this whole scene happens. Um, and then we're back at Constance's house. And did you notice Jen and Henry were holding hands as they come back inside? And I'm talking like fingers laced, bitch, not hands cupped. Um, well, yeah, like I'm, I'm sure that he like reached out and grabbed the hand. Maybe, but like. But she didn't pull away. She didn't pull away. Um, That's the thing. Yeah. So they go back into Constance's house. um, And I love that, like, the idea is that, like, Henry is so persuasive that he persuades both of them that they both must be great people because he likes them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's like, you know what? Like, I like you and I like you. So you guys have to like each other. Yeah. And basically, like, he gets Jen to agree to, like, participate in the gala um, and for Miss Freckling to like, you know, be negotiable about it yeah. as well. So he like mediates the party planning. They're the PPC. They're the newest PPC. 
party planning yes, committee. Yes, party planning committee. Yes. Um, so entertainment or food, and of course, yeah. Jen wants entertainment. Yeah, she wants to plan the entertainment. Um, and then, of course, we have Miss Freckling's uh, list of don'ts. My favorite being uh, no, no, wait, no animal tricks. Like, obviously, they've had this experience These before. These are so specific. Very specific, <laughs> yeah. Um, why does she not like motivational speakers? Like, I do have a lot of questions. Yeah, I understand the, like, mimes and magicians and gangster rap and breakdancing. Like, I understand why she wouldn't like any of those. I feel like Barry Manilow's up her alley, though. I, I mean, I guess she just hates Barry Manilow. She's like, Maybe. don't, she's like, I'm an old lady. Don't tell me I like Barry Manilow because I fucking don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, she doesn't even know who David Letterman is. That's how out of touch <laughs> she is. Yes, and this is when Jen announces that Henry, or Hank, is going to be her date. Mm-hmm. So, question. Do we think, and we'll, we can answer this maybe later on as well, like, do we think at any point that Jen is leading on Henry? I don't think intentionally. I don't think that this is, like, a malicious intention. I just think that she likes Henry as a person mm-hmm. and thinks that he's sweet, but isn't, like, sexually attracted to him yeah I think it's tough because while I want to give Jen the benefit of the doubt and I agree with you like I don't necessarily think it's intentional I feel like Jen is first of all Jen is a a woman like she is an experienced woman Mm -hmm. especially she knows she's had a lot of experience with men she's been in relationships before And, like, she knows Henry has this massive crush on her. So to call anything a date with him, I feel like he's automatically going to be thinking things. I guess so. But also, she doesn't even know anybody else. Well, I mean, she doesn't know at this point that Dawson's going to be there. But she doesn't know. There's other people she could easily invite. I guess so. Like, Jack, I guess. Like, she would invite Jack. Where was Jack this episode? Honestly, Kurt? I just remember he was Kurt. Kurt Smith, are you okay? Yeah, Did they like lock you up? Like, why, why didn't he go with Jen? I feel like that would have been great. Know. I don't know. Um, Maybe so- they're still fighting. I think that they resolved their issues. I think you're right. Yeah, they did. Um, so Pacey shows Andy true love. Now, I thought this was interesting because I still think that he was originally making true love or fixing true love to for him and Andy. So it's like kind of like so sad that he brought her to like a place that he envisioned that they would share together. And I think it was like, this is like the project he took on to get over her is how I look at it. Mm. You know, like to occupy his time and his yeah. mind. Yeah. Well, like she wants to know why they're there because there's plenty of other places to take her to that are quiet that's quiet Mm -hmm. and he said i wanted to show you that i've been okay since we ended things um i found a way to turn what's been killing me into something potentially beautiful and then andy's like well i haven't gotten over you um and she he goes you will mcphee um and i feel like that is this whole scene it's like I don't know. Once again, if you've ever been in a situation where there's still you're in a broken up relationship Mm -hmm. and you're still talking to your ex and you're in an intimate setting like this, this is how these conversations go. Because there's a part of you that just want to go back to how things used to be because it's comfortable. Right. And there's you remember the happy times. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So there's still like a bit of like 
sexual tension. There's still a bit of emotional tension. Like, these are definitely how these conversations go. And, like, mm-hmm. the second that somebody, like, calls you by your old nickname or says something that they used to say, like, your heart swells. And yeah. it's very hard to not get, like, lost in the moment. So I, I, I like, understand how, like, Pacey kind of got mm, manipulated into feeling like this is like a romantic setting and it was easy for him to kind of just jump back into it. And I think that obviously Andy's going into this, like knowing that she once again, like manipulated this situation a little bit, but also these are real feelings. I think that she's feeling, I really do think that she loves Pacey. I really do think that she wants to get back with Pacey. I don't think that she really is doing it to be like some evil mastermind. She just wants it to like go back the way it used to be. Like she feels as though she's done her time and like, it should be resolved and like she if in her mind it's like if I can just give this like a little bit of a push into like an you know what I mean like she's like if I she thinks that this is a little bit then I'll naturally go back to how it used to be she basically manufactured a situation that would bring them closer and Mm -hmm. bring them back to a place where she thought they might get back together right um and uh and Pacey was like you know we can't there's so many reasons and uh and you know this is when Andy says you know you still matter to me in every single way um and they kiss and then we kind of get to black screen and then um it's very obvious that like they had had sex or hooked okay, up in whatever on. way hold on hold on do you think that they had sex and if so do you think that we should put points there oh I don't think we should put points because I don't think it's clear okay. um I think that at the very least they hooked up um, but I think it's possible they had sex, but I don't think it's okay. obvious sex because to me, we have to see like two naked, you know, two people under the covers like the next morning or something. You know what I mean? Like, or someone has to say they did it. I okay. think this is not obvious enough for me. All um, right. but right, that's fine. I didn't, I didn't give the points. I was just nope. saying, I think that it's, it's not clear enough. Um, but, and this is the point and you probably know that this is what I was talking about when I say Andy feels like Andy right in this moment because she's yep. rambling and this she's nervous. Very Andy. This is very Andy. And Pacey just looks like almost sad. Like he doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look like he should be if he's happy that they're back together. Yeah. It's like, you know, he feels like probably like the ick, like, you know what I mean? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. The the morning after ick. (laughs) Yeah, like he's definitely like, oh, like, and he knows that she's excited and she, he, it's almost like he knows that like she's in this great mood and he doesn't know like, okay, like I'm happy that she's happy, but then again, I don't want her to be happy because I'm unhappy and like, I don't feel like this is the right thing to do. And she's talking about like, oh, they're back together. And like, she says to him, like, I just... Just want to know that you feel the same way that I feel and he says that he is feeling that way but like I don't even know if he knows but he's agreeing to no I think that he is here's the thing this is me purely guessing based on what we know about PC and like the way he looks and the way he's acting I feel like he's not feeling that way right like he's not feeling those magical feelings of like yay we're back together bliss I think he feels like I miss Andy, you know, maybe we should get back together. Maybe enough time has passed. Maybe I'm over it. Um, But even if I'm not and I I don't want to let her down, especially considering what she went through last night, right? If he's thinking that what happened to her happened, 
then of course he's not going to break mm-hmm. this girl's heart after she went through something so traumatizing and so awful. Um, and I think that like keeping that in perspective really makes more sense to what Pacey's actions are. Um, yes, that makes sense yeah, to me. He just doesn't, he doesn't want to hurt her. Um, yeah. But we are, um, we're at the Potter residence and we have Rob like banging on the door. He's telling Joey, you know, I didn't, I didn't do it. He says that this is his side of the story, um, is that Andy dragged him up to the room. Um, then she immediately got upset and bolted. He says he's never forced himself on someone else. Um, and he even like, and I feel like this is like a very low blow, but he brings up the fact that she was like in a hospital for mental problems, mental issues, mental health treatment. Um, and you know, Joey is pissed as she should be. Like you Mm -hmm. were saying before, my reaction would be very similar to Joey's. Like, um, she's like, you hit on me every single day. It's not that far away from sexually assaulting somebody. It was unwanted advances. You were my boss. It's inappropriate. Um, I I love shuts him out. Yeah, I do too. Joey's spectacular. Like she shuts him out. She doesn't want to hear it. Um, even if like, at this point, when she closes the door, she just like thinks like, is there any truth to this? It doesn't matter because she doesn't want to hear it from him. Like, exactly. And then she does the respectable thing is like, I'm going to go to Andy and tell her the truth instead of being like giving him like an ounce of her time. Exactly. She doesn't give Rob any time at all. And mm-hmm. on top of that, I do feel like she and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but she does handle things with Andy quite delicately, in my opinion. She as tries. delicately as you as, can. As Delicately as Joey can. Exactly. And Joey, Joey is not delicate. Never delicate. No. But she with Andy, she does a spectacular job, yeah. in my opinion. Yep. Um it's like gala time. Gala time. Um yeah, we immediately fancy. find out. So Gail and, and um and Dawson are there together. And we like immediately find out that Gail was like fired in Philadelphia because she looks too old. What? Like the the public felt like she was too old to identify with give me a break the only old people watch the news and gail's hot as shit like what exactly. are you talking about yeah um, and we whatever. i named these two people i couldn't even remember their names i named them neil and angelica and i just said fuck you neil and angelica i don't even know if that's their names but i don't care because they're trash yeah, no they fucking suck ass yeah um so dawson is really surprised and he's like why didn't you tell me this? And she's about to explain. But then Jen comes in in like the craziest outfit with Henry. They're both like dressed up like pirates from a pornographic movie. Like what the actual F? Miss um, <laughs> Freckling is like pissed because she's like, this is not suitable attire. Go um, home and I can't believe you. Oh, and I'm sounding like a uh, Grams. Grams. I can't believe you, Hank. I believe this coming from her, but not from you. Yeah. So um, and then they go, well, you haven't seen anything yet. And then a bunch of drag performers come in and apparently that's who they hired for the entertainment and Jen and Henry are just cackling about and then I don't know like it is this is it like this is the entertainment Miss Freckling is shocked she needs to sit down and I was like what in the world is happening in this episode like when did we get drag performers in Dawson's Creek yeah this was like I, here's the thing. I loved this from Jen. This was like very fun. It was um, fun. I was, it was just very out of left field. It was out of left field. But I think 
when we hear from Jen later, like what the whole game was with it, it makes sense, right? She's going to shock and awe. That's the goal. Shock and awe. And she does that. She does. <laughs> because Constance is like, what is happening? She says shit that is, again, not okay to say in 2021. Um, but she is like, what? what is going on in my household? And but you know what? Constance, you didn't say no drag queens. She's that was not rules. on the list of no's. But guess what? Next year, that's going to be on the list of no's. Yep. <laughs> <That's gonna, laughs> well, who knows? Because she was having a good time by she the end was. of the night. She was. She was. Yep. Um, so now this is the scene where Joey went to Andy's, where Andy breaks the pasta, which I feel like any Italian would be very offended by. Um, just wanted to point that out. Um, and she asks if um, Andy told her dad about the Rob situation. And she says, why would I? It would only upset him. It's not like anything big happened. And, you know, Joey's like, you know, he could have hurt you. Like, you could have been in, like, a really bad situation. And she's just, like, she gets so defensive. And she's like, well, what do you think? Like, I cried wolf or something? And Joey's like, no. But I do have to tell you something. And she says that Rob stopped by her house and told me his side of the story and claimed his innocence. And then Andy gets even more defensive. And she's like, I can't believe you would listen to that scum. And she's like, it's it's painful because like Joey is just trying to do her very best mm -hmm. to be a good friend to Andy. Yep. Yeah. She's just saying because Andy's like, oh, I'm not I'm not saying I cried wolf if that's what you're saying. Um, and Andy immediately jumps to the conclusion that Joey believes Rob. And Joey is like Joey fully admits. And I love Joey taking ownership of this. And not that again, um, victims shouldn't you know we're not placing guilt on any victims but I love Joey saying I wish I had reported him for how he treated me mm -hmm. um I just like her saying that and kind of recognizing that like yeah this was a problem I recognized it I didn't do anything about it and again she's a victim it's not on her um to speak up um people handle things how how they can handle them um and Andy and this is when it gets just so bad and I I kind of hate that the show doesn't like they go like the 80 percent of the way like they obviously want you to know that Andy faked all of this um without actually saying it and it's kind of frustrating honestly because I feel like as someone and like you said we believe women as someone who believes women when they speak up about these types of things it's really awful to watch like someone lie about it and then we believe it to be true and then we get like it turned on its head for us. Right, right, yeah. Um, and of all characters, it's Andy that it's happening, to, that's doing this all and it's it's really upsetting and I totally could understand if someone couldn't watch this episode because of it because this to me, and I really like the, as much as I think the homecoming stuff is stupid, like I thought the gala was actually a, a fun part of the episode. Um, but this part of the episode is just awful to watch mm -hmm. um, just because Andy says maybe this happened for a reason uh, Pacey and I are back together and everything can go back to the way it was and like that's all she needs to say for Joey to be like oh like that's mm -hmm. what's happening but she's still there for Andy of course. even after that. Like she fully yeah. you you have to expect that she fully knows like but she stills like you're still a good person like you're still like 
you know, she it, it in a way it's like Joey's never had a friend that's a girl. Like she's never even had that many friends. Like so it's like, but she's a loyal bitch. So like when she's in your corner, she's in your corner for life. Yeah. She's a ride or die. Like, she it doesn't is. matter. And I if, think the other thing that I love about her is she's just like, I feel like this also, because she's, I mean, let's be real about this. Season two, she was not best friends with Andy. We kept saying we thought they would get along and they, they didn't really. And then season three starts and the show tries to pretend like they're really good friends, right? Like mm-hmm. Joey goes to bring her home from the hospital and all of yeah. that. Um, and I get, I, I think She's like, oh, shit, I feel partially responsible because of what Rob did to me. If I had reported him, maybe he wouldn't have done what he did Mm. to Andy. And, like, I feel for her and, like, she wants to connect with her. And, like, the fact that even though Joey has these concerns and these doubts because of what Andy is saying, the fact that she is still there for her, it's like she's a really good friend. Um, and like Joey gets all the points this episode. <laughs> like, yeah, every if we point gave there if is. we gave if we gave points, we yeah. would give her all the points. Yeah, Pacey too. Pacey deserves some too. Pacey gets points. Um, so we're back to the gala. Jen announces the entertainment as somebody that uh, watches a lot of Drag Race. Um, I enjoyed these drag names. We have um Amanda Wrecking. Amanda Reckon With, like a man to reckon with. Oh. Mm-hmm. Summer Clearance, mm-hmm. Megan Whoopi, and Miss Christianity. I love Chris- I love the name Christianity. It's yeah, very I, thought funny. That, I thought that was very good. And then mm-hmm. they do a little dance and like all the people are like either amused or horrified or amused and horrified. Um, and Henry is loving it, and he has like the hots for Christy, which yes. of course is the blonde, willing uh, to nobody's <laughs> surprise. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> she's like, Jen says, you know what? Like homecoming queens and drag queens, like there's not that much of a difference between them. Yeah, they dress up and play a role. And I love that Jen makes this connection, and she's like, this is why Constance, like, she'll get the joke. She understands. Um, and Jen and Henry start dancing. She's like, we got to liven up this party. And Constance, much to her chagrin, is yeah. tapping that foot away. Very um, offbeat, by the a way. Very aggressive <laughs> foot tapping. Way off the beat. But like, she's there. She's vibing. Yeah. Um, uh, we're back to, we're at Pacey's boat. Um, and Andy has brought him gifts. She gives him a skipper's cap and her dad's old top ciders. Um, and Pacey isn't sure he's going to finish the boat because sometimes it's harder to rebuild something than it is to build something from scratch. Oh. I feel like in the case of boats, that is completely false. Oh, is it? <laughs> I, I don't know anything yeah. about boats. Building a boat from scratch? Are you fucking kidding me, Pacey? I don't know. Like if all the, like the boat parts and all you have to do is put like, I don't know how. Well, you're like an he's Ikea? building it from scratch. You need like a full on like, like wood shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you I need a know. tree. You need a tree. He needs to go fucking uh, down in the woods and chop down a fucking tree. Uh, but, like, this is so painful because, like, say, like, Andy, like, really, like, none of this happened. Like, this was all genuine. And Andy really just wants to get back together. It's just, like, yeah. if I feel for her. Like, she of course. He says, the picture that you have in your mind is something that was, ne- it's never going to be the same way again. And she's, like, it could be better. Um, depending on how damaged it is. And he says that their relationship is totally totaled. And it's like, I don't know. I kind of feel for Andy in this part. Like, you know, assuming that, like, I don't know, she was actually being 100% genuine. Because it's like, I don't know. I feel like people deserve to 
be forgiven or given a second chance. I know, like, yeah. I'm a fool, but... No, I think... Here's the thing. I think yeah. that, like, if you take away the part of, like, Andy lying about all of that stuff, her feelings for Pacey are very genuine. And all I believe that everything she's saying is true, right? I believe that, like, the reason she did what she did, which is awful and horrible and no one should ever do... Is because she missed Pacey and is because she loves him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can't accept that it's it's over between them. Um, and Pacey says, you know, last night was a mistake. Um, and Pacey or Andy saying that it was the first day she's felt really happy since leaving the hospital is kind of truly sad. <laughs> like, it's really, it's really so sad. It's so sad. Yeah, she's It's been like you're miserable. supposed to be happy. Like, you're supposed to be happy that, like, you're mentally well enough to, to leave and, like, come home and be happy. And, like, everything kind of goes to shit. Um, and Andy practically like begs him not to break up with her. And she says that he's like, he's still punishing her. Um, and he, and I think what he says is kind of a crock of shit where he says that her sleeping with that other guy was her heart telling her that he isn't the one. I mean, I don't truly believe that. I think people can make mistakes. Um, I think that he just wants to be able to say. I I just, yeah, I know. Like, I, like, Pacey can say what, feel what he wants to feel and say what he wants to say. Like, I, I understand that. Like, Mm -hmm. to some people, like, cheating is, like, 100%, like, a non-forgivable offense. But I just, I don't know. I feel so bad. Like, I don't know. I'm, like, one of those people that's, like... I don't know. I just want to give people multiple chances. Like every, every, I don't know. I'm like a sucker. What can I say? No, I think, I just think like. Or like it's been like six months since that happened. It's not like it was an ongoing affair. It's been a few months since he found out though. And I think that it's still, it's Pacey's right to, even if he forgives her, it's still his right to not want to be back together with her because he can't trust her. And if you don't have trust in a relationship, like it's not going to work. Yeah. And then like once he finds out like what actually this whole situation was, it's like dead and gone. Like it's never going to be fixed. Like they're really burying this relationship and it's like, fuck, it's so ridiculous. It's like, why it's do you much. have to? Why? Like, it's bad enough that the relationship had to end. Why do you have to take like your like hatchet and keep hitting it harder and harder and harder until it's pulverized into the ground? I don't understand why they're so harsh on that. And like, we keep we keep hearing from like you guys that like this was, you know, the whole, you know, going into the season, the the. Pacey and Joey thing wasn't planned It happened naturally mm-hmm. within the writer's room that's what we're being told which like I trust you guys and I believe that has to be true but then why do we have to like kill this relationship so badly it's not even just that for me though it's the way that they just do Andy's such a disservice in so many ways like it's it's every episode it gets and it's it keeps escalating, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we start off with her cheating on PC. Okay, like, teenagers cheat. It happens. Even though we love them as a pair, like, it happens. Then she cheats on the PSATs, which, okay, people cheat. Okay, all right, I guess. And then this happens, and it's just like, where does it end? Like, when well, are we I done mean, and then punishing how do we, Andy? I know, and then how do we, like, get back from this? Like, that's what like, I'm curious about, because I honestly do not remember what happens from here. So I, how do they walk this back? Like, how do well, you, I mean, like, how do they walk back it does get walked back is like does like the average viewer in 1999 
like watch this show and like say screw Andy and then how does Andy like come back for a fourth yeah. season as a main character if they bury this girl's role so badly yeah because at this and point then it's I like assume... we're not even mad at Andy we're mad at the writers for no, what no, they're I'm not doing mad. I'm not mad at Andy at all like Andy it's like I don't know but it's, it's like, almost like how dare you write this as a plot line like and it's then, so upsetting like, and then obviously you want to keep Jack in so what yeah. like eventually you're going to write off Andy in some sort of way because America hates Andy because you made them hate Andy and then keep Jack on for like four more seasons. Meanwhile, season two, we were like, Jack is so boring. Andy is the best. I mean, Jack is, no, Jack like, is great now. Okay. The reason why we like Jack is because we like Jack with Jen. Well, that and because he has a freaking personality now. When he was yeah. with Joey and like when he was like wanting to be with Joey, he was so bland and boring. And now he actually has a personality. But yeah, it's very upsetting what they did and like how they're treating Andy. And this entire storyline is like offensive and upsetting. And I could understand someone just turning their TV off and like refusing to watch going how, forward. Like how would anybody like, like honestly, like obviously the cast at this point I think walked off like this was probably the episode that like this isn't changed. The, this is I think it's this uh, is not even the episode I don't think so I think you it's gotta be kidding seven me. or eight I'd have to look because I'm pretty sure I know the plot line that caused that to happen and it hasn't happened yet you gotta be kidding me I, so like I know so we like but like how does like the average viewer in 1999 like cool like okay I'm gonna just like tune in next week and it's yep. gonna be so much fun um ridiculous um so whatever poor not poor andy but like poor these people poor andy know. as a character that I they mean, just continue yeah, to do this yeah she's devastated by this interaction and um he basically basically shuts the door he's like this is not right like we're not right for each other mm-hmm. it's done like it, it is what it is like and um so then uh and then we get like a, a hard left turn to everybody doing the conga line um it's like because why not ridiculous jen is with miss freckling miss freckling is happy and sh- they apologize to each other for judging each other um and then she goes there the only last thing that i want to talk to you about is hank Hank adores you. Hank's in love with you, but you're playing with his heart because I can tell that you don't really love him back. And she's like, you're right. And then she goes into this sad story about how she had a beau once. He was an heir to a mattress fortune, a beautiful man. I'm thinking like a George Clooney type. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. She was 17 and they were courting each other and he asked to marry him at the mo- his mother's gravesite on the anniversary of her death. What the fuck is this? And then she leaves him, or he leaves her. He leaves her um, because he ran off to California with the girl who sold him his Cadillac. Like, I need this as a spinoff show. <laughs> like, what, what is going the- on with Constance? And-, <laughs> and then Constance was so hurt by this that she never dated or married in the rest of her life. And like, and to this, she's like, the heart is a fragile thing. Break it too badly, and then you might never recover. It's like Constance 
get some therapy and go date and marry somebody <laughs> exactly, new. Exactly. Get over yourself. It's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah. I understand, like, this was hurtful, but you were 17. So then you're going to spend the next, what, 60 years not fucking? Get a life. I know. You're going to be obsessed with orchids and never have sex. Like, what the hell? Like, dude, like, get over mattress, dude, and just, like, find somebody else. You're rich. I go know. Date, go date an oil tycoon. You can be richer. She can make beautiful dresses. Like, she obviously knows how to take care of herself. Like, you can get a, you can get someone, Constance. You still got why it. Why do you have to, like, why do you have to, like, really degrade yourself to, like, living in, like, an, oh, a crusty house alone? Yeah. I, I don't think know. that she this just is... really wants to go after Hank, to be honest with you. She likes that young She's blood. She's like my my handy boy. Oh, no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is when we see Henry showing Jen like a spotted heart flower orchid thing. Um. And he says it took 15 years for her to like breed this specific flower, um, which is like older than he is. Uh, and he tries to kiss Jen and she stops him. Um, and she says, and I don't disagree with Jen here. She says, you don't know me. Like, how can you possibly be in love with me when you don't even know me? And like this, I agree Mm -hmm. with, right? Like it's very lust. It's very crush. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like love, like deep love. love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Henry says he doesn't think their age difference is a big deal, but Jen says two years with their age now is everything. I mean, two years isn't a ton, but He's it is there not, are different points in their lives. Yeah. Like, I think that, I mean, like, I really think it's a, a year. I don't know. Because she's... He's a freshman and the, she's a, a junior. She, he's 15. I thought it was 14. Is he 15? Oh, there is. I, 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 don't, I don't know. It I doesn't don't matter. Either way, they're two years apart. Um, yeah. And Jen says he needs someone who understands what he's going through and to go through it with him. Like, he needs someone mm-hmm. who's less experienced than her. Um, and he says, but she ha- but she hasn't fallen in love yet. Um, and so he says, because of that, everything that you think about love is questionable, which like, OK, OK. All Fair. right. Go off, Henry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. And Jen, which I, I do. I do love um, this line from Jen of uh, until I can look at myself without judgment or condemnation, I'm not ready to be with anybody. And like fair like you you need to love yourself this is like rupaul right like you need to love yourself before you can love anybody else like you need to be accepting of who you are before you can put yourself in a relationship and care about somebody else like that is 100 percent true and just jen really needs to hold that advice to heart and i feel like she's making moves in that direction i think so too yeah I think so, too. So um, she says that um, by the time you get to my age, your heart's going to be like broken a hundred times. And you said, you're you just broke it the first time. Okay. I thought, what was it? Um, I thought we had a closeness. <laughs> thought we developed a closeness. Thought we developed a closeness, Jen. It's <laughs> like, like my favorite line from the show. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's all heartbroken. He like runs off. Um, and, uh, we go to Dawson and Gail at the gala. Dawson's upset. Gail didn't tell him about everything. Um, but she didn't want to tell him she failed. Um, and he says she doesn't look old. She looks great. And he wants her to come home and he wants her to have a conversation with Mitch about coming home. Cause he thinks, you know, well, you guys can still be friends, right? Like you can still have a conversation. Yeah. Which, like she doesn't have any other friends, Dawson. Like just Mitch. Like she doesn't have any yeah. friends. Uh, no, no, no. Because, like, the only friend that she did have, like, now she's not allowed to talk to him. Bob. Mm-hmm. Bob from the TV. Oh, uh, fucking back to you, Bob. Bob. Um, yes. 
And then uh, we're back at the Potter residence. Um, this is the Andy and Joey scene. So Andy is really upset with Joey for telling Pacey about Rob. She says it can't be a coincidence that we were together yesterday. And then he found out. Uh, and then he and then you Rob came and talked to you. And now Pacey doesn't want to be with me. Um, and Joey does admit that, you know, it crossed her mind that she that Andy might have lied about what Rob did. Um, but she knows that Andy is a good person and she would never do something so plainly wrong. Um, I think that she said that because she's like, you would never do that, would you? And it's like, I know you did it, but like we had to put it back. Like you did what you did, right? Like, or does like, she not know? Does, I'm sorry, does, does Joey, Joey not know? Does Joey know? For sure. I think Joey doesn't know at this point point in the conversation but I think as soon as Andy says that Joey doesn't know her and doesn't know what she's capable of yeah I think then then she knows probably knows yeah um so uh and yeah so you don't know what I'm capable of when I set my sights on something um I can't like I can't stop and Joey says you're a stubborn and determined person there's nothing wrong with that and she Andy says like I got blinders on I can only see what's in front of me and somehow the edges get blocked out somehow um and she's like I'm talking about Pacey I love him I need him and the truth is I don't know what the truth is anymore and Joey at this point Joey has to know and she consoles Andy anyway yeah yeah exactly and I think yeah she gave her like some side hug action never seen I don't think we've ever seen Joey give another person a hug. Her father, maybe, but like a friend. Probably I, not. I don't. I don't even know if I've seen her hug Dawson. I don't know, but I think that like this is what makes Joey so great, right? Is that even though she knows Andy is lying, mm-hmm. she can still tell that like Andy's in distress. Like you don't. Yeah. Do something like that without being having serious issues, right? Like you don't just lie about something that like that unless you're either a sociopath or you're having some serious problems. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, Andy. I mean, if let's look at Andy, right? Like she goes into a hospital because she's having mental health concerns. Um, she gets out of the hospital, immediately breaks it off with her. Like she uh, gets broken up with by her long term boyfriend and then things just like go downhill immediately. Um, so yeah, she's going through a rough time and Joey is wonderful at consoling her. Um, and then we see kind of like a montage. So we have Constance hanging out with the drag queens and Jen joins them. It's very fun. Um, Henry's like brooding by the docks because that's where everybody broods is by the docks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mitch and Gail. They're like talking. By like firelight. They're on the floor of their deck. Bitch, how many chairs do you have around your fucking house? Why a lot. Are you on the floor? I don't Why? know. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Pacey is sanding true love. Yes. At all hours <laughs> of the night. And then Joey is still consoling Andy and giving her like a hug and she's yeah. like head to head. Yeah, how head sweet. to head, head nod, yeah. Um, yeah, so this I mean, obviously this episode isn't my favorite. It's like really tough to cover it just because it's pretty offensive in a lot of ways like the fact that they would even do a storyline this like this is really upsetting um and again I just want to give out the number one more time for the national sexual assault hotline if you need it 1-800-656-4673 available 24 hours um you can call and talk to somebody uh I just 
like I, I really hate the storyline. I really hate that it's Andy that has the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really upsetting. Like I, I don't even want to know how this is going to resolve. Like I, I just I want to move on from it and like hope that it never comes back up again. I don't think we'll be that lucky though. Uh, yeah, like, I just don't, I just, like, don't know, um, how we're going to get away with, like, this not coming out. Like, now there's a couple of things that are really, like, uh, below the surface that could come out at any time, and it's going to be interesting how we, um, man like how we maneuver in the next few episodes like what's going to happen like what are we going to focus on i thought this was going to be like lead right into the eve stuff um with the revelations that we got in the last episode and i thought those were the secrets and lies but that's this is we get totally different secrets and lies so i don't know like where they're going to go and then of course like there's this like whole thing like after episode seven or eight, like it totally changes direction because of the showrunner thing. Yeah. So I feel like these next few episodes are so critical as to like what we're going to cover, what we're going to talk about, like what's happening. Like yeah. it's such a mystery to me. It's like if we get like a new showrunner and everybody hates the storylines, like are they just going to like wipe the entire slate? clean like is that how drastic it is gonna be like what's yeah. the cleanup look like yeah there's so many things up in the air I think um and the funny thing is this next episode I actually remember just based on the name um and it kind of comes at the perfect time for us um because it's called escape from witch island and we are covering it right around Halloween wow look at us look at our timing look at us <laughs> uh should we like release it on Halloween um, we can. Early? We could do is an that, early release. Is that crazy? Would people like that? <laughs> is that? Is that nuts? I don't know. <laughs> oh, we'll think about it. We'll think about um, it. But Escape from Witch Island is next. I remember this Escape episode. Escape from Witch Island. Yes. Yeah, okay, so this is um, going to be a, a theme episode. I mean, I, it's, yeah, like uh, you could tell it's like kind of spooky, right? Just by the this name. Is, so um, is this going to be like um, as like kitschy as the... I I want to say it is a little tropey, but I feel like it's going to be, I mean, there's a low bar, but I think it's going to be better than the last one we covered. Mm. <laughs> but is it going to be... Serial killer on the loose and all that. Yeah, nonsense. is it going to be better than um, uh, Corey Matthews as a werewolf? Oh, of course. I mean, like, it's not a hard, again, very low bar. Very low bar. (laughs) It won't be better than the fantastic Boy Meets World episode that we are, like, super pumped to cover in, what, like, season six. It's not going to be better than that. Season five. Season five? Season five. It's not going to be better than that. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. so that is next coming up. Um, So before we get into feedback, we're going to take a quick break for the ad here. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And we're back. Are you ready to get into some amazing feedback? I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. Excited. So we have um, an email from Rose titled Behind the Scenes Facts and Some Thoughts. The Pacey-Joey relationship was set up since the beginning of season three. However, during that time, there was still talk in the writer's room about pivoting back to Dawson and Joey. Once the showrunner was fired mid-season, which were like right around there, the Mm -hmm. writers and network decided to commit to the idea of a PJ romance. I mean, that's a little little spoilery, but not surprising. Yeah, I mean, you you knew it was going to happen. I knew it was coming. Um, You can tell just based on how this season is going. Yeah. That's what's coming up. Yeah. While I have no problem with Pacey and Joey's interactions per se, I really hate that the writers started the pushing the PJ romance before properly resolving Pandy. That's how we feel, Rose. Mm-hmm. That's what we feel. Andy was barely mentioned in the first episode of season three. Instead, we heard Pacey talking about Joey's truly remarkable brown eyes and the yes. way she tucks her hair behind her ears. I think, and in parentheses, I think someone in the writer's room is obsessed with the Katie Holmes, with Katie Holmes because Pacey's the first of the many men to comment on the way that Joey tucks her hair behind her ears. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's an iconic Katie Holmes thing because I was watching somebody do an impression of Katie Holmes and they tuck the hair behind the ears. I do too. I think it is a Katie Holmes thing. Yeah. Not to mention Pacey's Massimo, Massimo, Massimo. Massimo? Massimo, your fancy Rose seems to be <laughs> dialed up and all his character growth Oh, was machismo. Ignored. Is it machismo? machismo? What does that mean? Machismo? It's like when you're like super masculine. Um, How is it spelled? Is it M-H-C-H-I-S-M-O? Machismo? Yeah. yeah, machismo. Wow. Look at that. Um, Rose, you fancy girl. Rose is uh, study for the PSATs, unlike me and Andy. <laughs> uh, Andy was written as a flat, two-dimensional control freak. She was not giving any likable traits to round her out. Everybody was out of character. Agree. The cheating storyline did not feel earned and came off as lazy way to open the door for PJ. We absolutely agree. That's yeah. how we feel. In fact, in... Episode season three, episode three, the episode after Pacey and Andy break up, a love triangle between Dawson, Pacey, and Joey is foreshadowed. Yes, I foresee. P.S. 
This is very interesting. Did you know that on-screen love triangle was feud by an off-screen love triangle between Katie, James, and Josh? Katie dated James very briefly before falling in love with Josh. Michelle Williams confirmed it in a Howard Stern interview, and she sent us a link to the interview below. Ooh, we're going to watch so that later. We'll tweet that out. Fun. Um, that is saucy. I had no. I never heard that. Have you ever heard that, Jess? I knew the Josh. A, um, yeah. Jackson thing But no I didn't know that That's fascinating But James and Katie Ooh. No Whoa. wonder things were so spicy on set Well didn't they say that like Josh and James Were like actually having real beef too Yeah but I thought it was just like There are two teenage boys Like you I know, feel like it probably have, and- I think they were probably fighting over Katie Holmes Probably Probably Okay, and we have uh, two voicemails today, Jessica. Yes, we do. Um, so the first one is from the amazing Temi. Um, we get emails from him often, so I'm super excited, super excited to get a voicemail from him. Here is Temi. Hi, this is Temi. If you're going to be a wide deceiver as opposed to Jack's wide receiver, which I don't recommend, by the way, realize how much work it's going to take. Set up a bulletin board in your room. Have some briefing book binders a la Leslie Nope. Andy, you have to keep track of your, of your deceits better if that's what you're going to go for. <laughs> a wide deceiver instead of a wide receiver. <laughs> Temi, this is like a dad joke. I love that for I you. I know, I know. Uh, so thank you, Temi. We love getting your feedback. Um, and then we also have a second voicemail. This is from Dirtbag Kelly. Uh, so here he is. What are you doing, Pacey? Pacey, what are you doing? You're going to take Andy to the boat. You're going to touch her face. You're going to let her kiss you. Yeah, you are. And then, I know it was off screen, but you did it, didn't you, Pacey? We know you did. Like, you're the same dude that got that with the teacher. So, like, you, Chris, and true love, <laughs> didn't you with Andy? That's oh that's my what you did. God. <sighs> I mean, you... Pacey, what are you doing? And then the next day, you're going to give Andy that speech. Like, it has been six months, bro. Like, maybe it's time to, like, let it go. <laughs> Like, you could forgive her. She did make a mistake. It's not that big of a deal. Anyways, Henry was pretty good this episode. <laughs> it was Henry. kind of a decent episode, I guess. I don't I don't know. Miss Freckles or Friendles or whatever her name. She was jamming at that concert, I guess. And she was having drinks later, so that was kind of fun. November 10th. 1999 air date. Thank you. Till next week, ladies. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Dirtbag Kelly. <laughs> uh, like, literally, Pacey, what you doing? And actually, I feel like this is a big deal. We never even said that, like, he christened the boat. Well, because it was still questionable whether or not they did. But I suppose they could. I, I feel like could. christening the boat's very exciting. I mean, yeah, I don't disagree. Oh, but he's going to bring Joey on true love. Oh, <laughs> come on. 
my gosh um thank you so much for that wonderful feedback i just i love um dirtbag kelly's exasperation with life it seems yeah just the sigh and i feel like true love is where all the teens should go now uh to like hang out like that should be like the hookup spot now um yeah but they need like some cushions and stuff right Splinters. There's that's a lot what splinter. I'm saying. High splinter possibility. That's what I'm saying. It's risky so, business. <laughs> if you want to send in um, your feedback, you can send us an email through our website or www.shit90spod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail through our website www.shit90spod.com. All right. Shall we get into the fashion of the hour? I'm ready. Amazing. Um, So we're going to start with our Rachel Green Award, as we always do. This is for the most 90s outfit. And of course, like we all knew I was going here as soon as this bitch walked into the party. Um, We're going Jen Lindley, first pick on the board. Um, She, this, the twisty hair that is happening is like everything. Okay. Like if it wouldn't take me 17 hours to do this to my hair, I'd fucking rock this look. I don't even know how to achieve it though. I think you just twist your hair up and then you just pin it in these little twisties Mm. um so she is wearing like a kind of velvety um very deep um scoop neck shirt um also in the back it scoops down which i really love this oversized um necklace this huge pendant it hangs very low down um and her skirt is like super strange looking it's like green and has this weird pattern down the side and then she's wearing of course she has to rock some boots with this look um what do you think of this outfit from jen i think i like it from the waist up and i hate it from the waist down like that skirt is literally the ugliest thing i don't like that necklace either i think that she's wearing tights i I mean like i uh, okay so then in actuality i just like the shirt and i just like the hair Um, I think like the thing is with the skirt, it kind of looks like something you would wear to like a Scottish or Irish like festival or something. Yeah. Like it's giving like kilt vibes or something. Why couldn't she wear like a nice dress? Like why couldn't she wear the sex dress again? Like why does she she have to to be extra and she has to do something to piss off Constance, right? Like that is the whole ugly. It's such like an ugly ensemble. It is. And it's like this is a fancy event. Why do you have to do this? Yeah, no, it's not great. Um, next up, I picked Andy, and this is, um, I mean, a couple times we see this outfit kind of the morning after when she's talking to Pacey. Um, so she has, her hair is down and kind of has a side part. She has a couple bobby pins in it, holding it back. She still has the horrendous tiny bangs. Um, she's wearing, the reason I chose this is because this type of skirt, it's almost like a pencil skirt, but a little bit more Mm -hmm. loose and it goes like down to her knee, um, which is a bit on the long side for, I feel like someone of this age group um she has on a very light light pink sweater I believe the shirt underneath it is of a similar color to the skirt and then she's wearing those chonky ass platform sandals bitch mm-hmm. look I mean I feel like we have to reward her for not being like an Oshkosh bagosh reject so yes, like sir. she's actually looking like of like of a significant 
age again. Like, she's finally not looking like a child. She doesn't look like a dweeb. Like, I think this is a great look for Andy. I think that she got her groove back. Like, maybe, like, all of her clothes from, like, Providence, like, got sent back to her. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but thank God she looks better. Yeah, she definitely has a better look than the Oshkosh Bagosh look for sure. Um, And finally, I did struggle a bit with this episode in finding 90s outfits. I honestly thought there were more timeless outfits. Um, But the last 90s outfit I have is from Joey. And the reason I chose this outfit, this is when she goes to help out Andy. And also when she's like having lunch with Andy and Pacey, she's wearing khaki pants, which are very 90s. Um, She's wearing like a blue kind of like a Henley looking type of shirt. Like it has some buttons on the front. It's very like baby blue light. And the sweater she's wearing is the reason I chose this outfit. And it's because it's one of those like hunter green like mountain sweaters. She loves to wear like these like Christmas sweaters. She really does. She loves a what you would call crusty sweater. Yeah, it definitely looks very crusty. Um, yes. I want to give the award to Andy this episode. Um, my like she's not quite back to fashion queen status, but it's a humongous improvement from her. Yeah. All right. Congratulations, Andy. Um, moving on to the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. Um, we're starting off with Pacey, and this is when he is like. Uh, at his boat and Andy's giving him that uh, the cap and all of that um, mm-hmm. he is wearing like black just normal like black slacks and he's wearing this maroon sweatshirt which it's I actually comfy. think is like it does it looks very comfy and it's a little bit baggier than we would probably see nowadays um, but it to me it looked like something that you could see anybody wearing yeah totally like and he looks like a teen boy like that's great I love it when our characters look like they are dressing as, as like a teen like yes. he looks he looks good like this is like he's standing true love he's doing his work so mm-hmm. he looks good for this this activity yes um next up i have constance um whatever her last name is um what is it frickling freckling 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 um she is wearing this gown that we saw her making so it's kind of like a silvery lavender i guess pretty has these like draped um thing like off what is it called like off the shoulder like draped sleeve they're like they're like little draped cap sleeve type yes something i think it's yeah like a draped cap sleeve like they're like silky looking like chiffon type of material she makes this dress it looks beautiful it's beautiful i even think her necklace is gorgeous and fits perfectly with the dress it's kind of like i don't know if they're gems or they're like um freshwater pearls but they're like these little beads and there's like three different um three different uh bands all kind of chunked together these nice earrings her hair is very short but even her makeup i think is kind of like a classic look here yeah she looks beautiful i think that this is a lovely look i think that this is prettier than like most mother of the brides dresses oh god they're always hideous they're always so like if you know she wants to start her own dressmaking company then she should i still think that she probably should make dresses for the homecoming queens not herself Uh, i don't know why she doesn't it's it's a it's she looks lovely she did a great job she did and last up on my list for the Paul Rudd certificate of timelessness um is Gail and this is her gala attire um she is wearing a long like beautiful dark purple gown strapless again 
Gail does not look old. It's ridiculous to me that that's it's an excuse so they dumb. would make up. Um, yeah, it's so dumb. She has like a long uh, necklace pendant. Her hair is like, honestly, her hair does give me Anchorwoman vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's the, a lot. It's big. Has lots of secrets. Yes, secrets and lies. Yes, and her makeup I think does look pretty timeless. Like it's pretty nice look. I thought. Yeah, I, I mean, Gail, when Gail dresses up, like, it's always, like, she always looks beautiful. Like, this reminds me of, like, the Amy Matthews effect, where it's, like, when they yes. dress, dress up, we're like, yes, queen. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, who to give it to? I mean, as much as Miss Freckling looks gorgeous, it would be a throwaway vote. I like to put my finger on the pulse of the fashion awards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, Pacey is looking good, but he's wearing a sweatshirt and that's a little basic. Yeah, so, it was it was hard this episode. There wasn't I mean, even though we yeah. were at the gala, I don't want to choose like a random person, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Like, do we give it to Gail because she is dressing up? But I think why not? I'll just give it back to Pacey. Okay. Why not? Why not, Pacey? Congratulations to the couple that is definitely not together anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Um. So that's our episode. I mean, I think it's definitely an interesting one. Um. Like, it's certainly not one if I was going to look to, like, rewatch an episode. It's not one I would go to rewatch. Um, but I'm glad we're through it and we are trucking through. We're going to make it through this really terrible part of Dawson's Creek. I thought, like, what was it? Was it last episode or the episode before where I was like, this was actually fun? Um, where is this one? I'm kind of like, I really didn't like the storyline. <laughs> Uh, yeah, favorite. yeah. It's like, yeah, like let's let's move on. Like, yeah. I just hope that it just doesn't drag out this whole thing. I don't want it to be painful. And yeah, I have a feeling that it's definitely going to become a a thing. Yeah. So. Yep. Um. So next week we will be back covering Escape from Witch Island, which is season three, episode seven. Um. And maybe we'll release it on Halloween. Maybe we'll have an early release. Let us let us know if you want us to. Um, as always, you can reach us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Pod. We have a website, shenanispod.com, and an email address at shenanispod.gmail.com. We have so many things. This is why you say all of those things. Mm, I can't be t- trusted. You, you took it on. You took it on. I did. Um, yeah. So um, aside from that, if you would like to catch me on the Wombat Water podcast, I was a guest recently we determined what the best coconut water was and that was a ton of fun so check that out and if you once again don't know if if there was no wombat water there would be no shit 90 shows taught me very true we tip our hat to them our sister podcast um thank you for having me on uh jess was in like um, a good amount of those episodes as well Mm -hmm. and she's always yeah go check out that podcast it's wonderful yeah um and yeah just follow us on twitter and instagram at Janice pod myself sarah ferguson uh yeah. jess i am at the jess sterling you can also hear me as always on community building and uh succession which is just starting back up on hbo max if you want to go check those out at post show recaps please do um i think that's all we've got so we will talk to you all next week for more dawson's creek content thank you everybody and have a good one bye just ask. 90 shows taught me 
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.